Watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. Welcome to the Windsor Film Club. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're going to get some gold this episode. Hell yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Windsor Film Club, the underground club of movie podcasts focusing on the underseen, underappreciated, or downright weird films. My name is Raina Cervantes, and I am here co-hosting with Steph Koza. Hello. Hello, chum. Oh god, that was terrible. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, also joining us is, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess she's here. Madison Fairchild. What's up, gamers? For people that don't know, we are like on one right now before we hit that record button. <laughs> I'm loving this energy. I'm loving it too because I have a feeling. Um, let me finish this fucking intro, goddamn. <laughs> Welcome to our first week of our Pride series for the month of June, Cronenberg Month, where we're covering the lesser known films of body horror maestro David Cronenberg through a queer lens, although there's not always queer subtext, so that's subject to change. This week, we'll be covering Crimes of the Future from 1970, sadly not the 2022 version. Um, This one is one of the earliest works of Cronenberg, but before we hop into that, I feel like we need to get some energy out. Happy Pride Month from David Cronenberg. Hell yeah. <laughs> I absolutely hated that tweet when I saw <laughs> David Cronenberg. I, I, like for our listeners who don't know, I tweeted out just one day out of curiosity. I was like, yo, who's LGBT and likes uh, David Cronenberg? And Madison retweeted and put David Cronenberg. I think it's really on theme. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, he is like the serial killer in that movie Nightbreed, directed by Clive Barker. You know, well-known gay horror author. Mm-hmm. You two are like staring at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to move on from that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. Shit. <laughs> anyway, good movie. We'll probably cover it one day. Who's to fucking say what it, what we'll cover on here? I don't know. Anyway, uh, usually every week we do a little segment before we hop right into the movie talking about what we've been watching this week. Um, usually I go around Robin like a teacher. I just pick on whoever. But this week I'm going to start with myself. Oh, Um. I just got out of the movie Men, the new Alex Garland joint. Boo. Yeah, um, not very good. I always have this rough idea that if I have to like think on a movie and go like, oh, did I like that movie? Chances are I should have gone with my gut reaction and just <laughs> said I didn't like it. If Annihilation is like the definition of subtle storytelling and theming, Men is just the type of movie where it just bashes you over the head with its themes. To the point where I felt like that Ren and Stimpy cartoon where like Stimpy's getting hit over the head with a frying pan and like his teeth are like going out and whatnot. Um, It's super fucking heavy handed. That's so upsetting. I've been looking forward to I still haven't seen it yet. And I've been looking forward to this so much because I love Alex Garland. And I'm just like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, same. I want to say like Annihilation is uh, one of my top 10 movies of all time, question mark. Yeah, Annihilation, Ex Machina, like... I don't know about Ex Machina, but definitely Annihilation. <laughs> I love Ex Machina. I almost sent a text in the group chat the other day that uh, we can cover Annihilation now. Oh, yeah, <gasps> we can. Yes! Oh, my God, we have to. Mm, yep, 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 yep. Listen, some cool shit is going to happen in July. We're already working on guests for that. We got every guest booked for June there's some cool shit coming your guys's way but uh yeah i did i didn't like men uh madison you said you didn't like this one either yeah i don't like men either <laughs> like, 
did. Like in general or the movie? <laughs> I meant in general, but um, for the movie, I uh, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I was really fighting the uh, men doesn't look good cause last week. And so I feel really vindicated that you didn't like it because I do trust your movie opinions. But uh, yeah, I also am a fan of Alex, but I uh, I saw the trailer before X and I was very disappointed and um, have not gone back. I haven't wanted to see it since then. So I feel like I would have loved this movie like tenfold if it was a movie told by a female filmmaker. That's how I feel as well. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Um, everything is just done so heavy handed and what it's about. I, I can't talk spoilers because Steph hasn't seen it and I'm kind of curious when she does. <laughs> but it, I don't think it's the type of story that I need a filmmaker like Alex Garland in particular to be telling. And in fact, it kind of made me go back and look at like Annihilation and X Machina a bit and go like, oh, no, are all of his movies about female trauma? <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Like, in a weird way, I don't know. It also feels like the type of movie where he's, like, just, like, patting himself on the back or a movie where he's, like, sniffing his own fucking farts. That's how I felt when I saw the trailer. I I was like, a man made this movie, and it, it just seems... <laughs> Yeah. I can't even put words to it. It just seems so fake woke, if that makes sense. Yeah, I felt that way since I saw the trailer, too, because I was like, oh. sorry, did you just hear that crash? <laughs> <laughs> sound like someone broke into your house. Holy shit. That's Alex Garland. <laughs> it's Alex Garland coming in the window going like, oh, man, I heard about you, what you were saying about men. I, I don't even think he talks like that. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is having a moment. It's Alex Garland, like in the trailer for men, just just butt naked, covered in leaves <laughs> oh, and dirt, my like God. crawling through the house. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of Alex Garland, but even when I saw the trailer for Men, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, uh, this is very heavy. Like, even the trailer is very heavy handed. And it's like, okay, I kind of understand what this movie is going to be about. But like... The fact that a man is making this movie, it just feels a little off. It it seems weird that a man is trying to remind women that women get traumatized by men. Like, yeah, we know. Right. We know already. Thank you. (laughs) It's very mansplaining. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. I I get it. Thanks, Alex. It's like Alex Garland is like fucking. (laughs) And as he's like, (laughs) he's going like, oh, not me. Not me. I feel like if Alex Garland was an 18-year-old film bro, he'd be like, yeah, my favorite movies are Lady Bird and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And I just really think Greta Gerwig gets me, you know? (laughs) I don't think he's that at all. Like, even from, like, interviews, I get the impression, like, he's the comic book bro of, like... No, I mean by making men, because those, like, 18-year-old film boys are like, oh, I get women. I love Lady Bird. (laughs) I can can write a good female character. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I guess it's not saying that, like, if you're a good storyteller, you're a good storyteller. You could tell it from, like, any perspective. But, you know, I think this subject matter required probably a different point of view on it. (laughs) Yeah, like, sure, you can tell any perspective. But, like, there are certain perspectives that some people just shouldn't touch. (laughs) You you just, you don't know. You have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) 
yeah so um sadly i'm not gonna give this movie the certified ass whipper award definitely not my favorite a24 definitely not my favorite alex garland i definitely will say this the body horror near the end of it was like getting to me so much like and the way the lighting was done and the way the music was droning and the visuals on screen i was getting physically ill like i had to lean forward because i felt like i was gonna puke oh maybe i will go see it <laughs> so that's what sells it. i'm like oh yeah there's some gnarly body horror shit in this oh okay i'll go see it <laughs> sold me listen i do i think i think i would recommend a watch just because i think it's interesting to converse about yeah that's fair all's fair in love and war and in that case war (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh i guess uh i'm gonna play teacher and call on somebody else next um i'm curious to what madison's watched this week because you know we're we're a couple days out from star wars celebration i want to know what star wars she watched this week oh yeah so um i'm i'm like a huge like i'm a really big movie person um i i'm a film study student and i love star wars so uh yeah i watched how i met your mother this week that's it that's the only <laughs> thing I <watched laughs> oh my god um i watched some true crime youtube and some how i met your mother i didn't watch a single movie and I didn't watch a single Star Wars project. So love it. Um, I've been out here. Uh, it, the show didn't age very well. Okay, I started re-watching How I Met Your Mother like a month ago because I remember loving it and I was like, yeah. oh, I, I would like to re-watch this and I literally couldn't do it. It's yeah, so it's, bad now. It's forgot there was a laugh track. I've been re-watching it for a bit, but like it's really all I watched this week. Um, wait, and- wait, wait. So hold up, hold up. There's a new How I Met Your Mother spinoff. How I Met Your Father. Starring Hilary Duff. And you mean to tell me you guys aren't watching that? Oh, I started it. It's horrible. It's horrible. Don't even bother. I started it. (laughs) I mean, okay, you give it a shot. By all means, try it. No, I trust you. I just love Hilary Duff. (laughs) I love Hilary Duff, too. And I... I started watching it and I literally got two episodes in and I was like, I can't do this. It's so bad. God damn it's so it. Bad. You, want, you want to hear a fun fact? Uh, yes. When that series was first being developed uh, in one of its earliest incarnations, How I Met Your Father was actually going to star Greta Gerwig. Shut up. I swear, fucking bring up Wikipedia right now. I'm Googling. Yeah, they also almost cast me as the main character. I was like up second, <laughs> but Hillary Duff no. had a bit of an edge on me. Um, okay. It was called How I Met Your Dad. How I Met Your Dad. That's worse. Wait, it's a thing. What, you thought I made this up? No, like it's a, like it actually was made. Yeah, they actually filmed a pilot or Greta Gerwig. Like you could watch it. Oh, I don't know if I would do that. Uh, well, I want to watch it. <laughs> I wanted to bring up a photo because I think a photo of Greta Gerwig in a sitcom is just inherently funny. Oh, my God. It is inherently funny. I love all of Greta Gerwig's like business casual photo shoots. I don't know why. I just thought I'd share that fact about myself. (laughs) (laughs) I just love Greta Gerwig. Well, yeah, me too. But I like Greta Gerwig, the director. Actually, no. House of the Devil with her is is really good. Uh, I guess it's safe to move on to the next one. Uh, Steph, did you watch anything worthwhile this week? Sure. I watched two movies this week. Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh we got a double header. A double yes, header. I had a, I had a double feature. I watched both of these in one night. Uh oh. Completely unrelated to each other. Uh oh. I wait. No, I lied. I watched three movies this week. She's lying three. to the audience. Count them three. <laughs> A triple six. I'm gonna, full disclosure, I'm drinking Prosecco right now, so I'm so jealous. (laughs) 
Jesus, I didn't know this was one of those episodes. <laughs> I'm I think every episode is going to be one of those episodes for me. <laughs> yeah, I think if we have a guest that's like so big that it's like horrifying, I'm going to just get shit face drunk. <laughs> Like, so, that's the only way I will be able to handle it. So when Kristen Stewart closes out our Cronenberg and Pride Month series. Oh, my God. I wish. No, I would kidding. literally die. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, what did I watch? I watched The Babadook for the first time <gasps> ever. I love that movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I need to see it again to, like, fully grasp everything that went on. But I did really enjoy it. It wasn't that scary, but I appreciate, like, the metaphor behind it. So I do want to watch it again. Um, and then I also watched Chronicle, the 2012 film. <gasps> Yo. Yes, the one set in Seattle, baby. <laughs> yes. Josh Trank in the house. <laughs> yeah, it was my first time ever watching it. It's my favorite superhero movie. <laughs> it was really good. I really liked it. I feel like if I woke up one day with superpowers, like that's absolutely what I would do. Like just goof off with my friends and like play pranks on people and not be a hero. So I thought that was a really interesting take. I mean, I wouldn't like kill a bunch of people, but <laughs> I love that. No, he's yeah. also Harry Osborn. He's like, I know. so I love him. Well, and then you got Michael B. Jordan, the human torch. Oh, uh, he was so good in that movie. And I mean, Killmonger. And Killmonger. Yeah. 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 Chronicle is, is, is pretty, pretty good. Um, It's, it's super enjoyable. I like the whole found footage aspect of it. Yeah, it's a fun concept. I'm surprised like no other like modern superhero movie has like done that. I know. I feel like it was Brightburn. Was that kind of a similar? Uh, No, I fucking hate Brightburn. That's a bad movie. It's it's a horror movie. No, no, no. I mean the concept of like a cut like a origin story, but then they fucking kill a bunch of people. No, it was it was what if Superman but evil. It's so bad. I know. I saw it in the theater and my eyes were just glazing over and I was just like, alright. Like, shake me when this is over. Yeah, that was rough. Who made that one again? I feel like someone I like made that. I think uh, I think James Gunn produced it. That's what yeah, it was. he produced yeah. it. I think he may have wrote it and he said he was set to direct it, but he was like going through a divorce at the time and he didn't think like mentally he was like, no, that was Belko experiment. I was going to say, uh, James Gunn, we're all going through divorces right now, and hey. it's not an excuse. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah, so you can keep on living your life. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even write this. He, he just uh, he just produced it. He just produced it, and he didn't like do any promo for it or anything, it looks like. The director was uh, David Yurovsky. You know, that name sounds super familiar. He did Nightbooks. Oh, that like new Netflix kids horror thing. Yeah, and The Hive, not much. He hasn't done much. No, he's an up-and-comer. Okay. Um. Well, the other movie that I watched this week... (laughs) (laughs) You're like, anyway, moving on from that. Anyway... Uh, I watched, I rewatched for like the 300th time, Crazy Stupid Love. <gasps> yes. I have seen that movie only once. Oh, it's one of my favorite rom-coms. It's just so endlessly good. I could watch it a million times. But it was one of those like, I was feeling really depressed the other day and I just needed like a pick-me-up and that just like completely cured my depression. And that's... That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing more to add to that one. Just, yeah. You know what? If I recall, those two guys that made that movie, they were, um, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. 
at one point they were attached to do like a Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn and Jared Leto Joker movie. And their I guess their pitch for it was like a romantic comedy like. A, Wait, I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, that would have slayed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want it right now. I'm like, I hate that it would have portrayed them as a couple, but everyone knows my ass would have been there day one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, shut up, Raina. You would absolutely watch the shit out of that. Oh, I, 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 I'd try to go to the premiere. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And they also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they also wrote uh, Jungle Cruise. I actually really like that movie. <laughs> Which, if you kind of look at the romantic stuff in Jungle Cruise, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I haven't seen Jungle Cruise. Is it worth seeing? It's fun. It's not like the best movie in the world, but it's fun. Steph, okay. I know your ass has Disney Plus. You might as well. I do. I also watched it for free on <laughs> Disney Plus, so I recommend doing it like Ooh. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I saw it in the theaters like three times. Wait, really? Damn. I, I Three did. times? I, I saw it once with my mom because she wanted to see it. And we had the theater we went to even serve like uh, Dole Whips. <gasps> so I was like, oh, how fitting. Um, That's cool. Because people don't know that I really love the Disney theme parks. I don't really advertise it. And then I saw it with my dad because he wanted to see it. And then I saw it with some friends. So I saw that movie like three times in the matter of two months. And I'm like, I'm good on ever watching that movie again. But I will watch <laughs> the sequel. Also, um, fun fact, Jungle Cruise is from the director of fucking House of Wax. What? Oh, yeah. I love that reaction that that got. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so so that director has one of the most interesting filmographies I think I've ever seen. So let's go. Let's go through it. We're tangenting a little bit. <laughs> That's just because I think I don't want to talk about Crimes of the Future. Uh, <laughs> 1970. Um, so his first movie is House of Wax from 2005. Uh, 2007, he did Goal 2, Living the Dream, a soccer movie. Uh, 2009, he did Orphan. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did Orphan. Uh, 2011, he did Unknown. Then 2014, he did Nonstop. 2015, he did Run All Night. He had like a Liam Neeson trilogy going. 2016, he did The Shallows uh, with, uh, I believe that's Blake Lively in that movie. from the shallow. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, 2018, he did The Commuter with Liam Neeson. 2021, he did Jungle Cruise. And his next movie is fucking Black Adam with The Rock. Ooh. The DC that makes movie. I'm really excited for that. Me uh, too. I am too, just because of how much I like Shazam. I fucking I love Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> I love Shazam. Shazam was the movie that I saw the trailer and I was like, that looks kind of dumb. And then I got dragged yeah. to the theater to go see it. And I was like, oh, you know what? This movie actually fucking rips. It's <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, my God. I love Shazam so much. That that sequel comes out this year, too. So we're getting like two Shazam related movies this year. I'm so excited. And I think Lucy Liu plays the villain in, in Shazam. Are you fucking serious in the new yeah. one? Yeah, Shazam, Fury oh, of the Gods. I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my queen right there. <laughs> yes. Black Adam looks super cool, though. Like, some of the cast members and how they're actually doing, like, the Justice Society of America. Like, you got, like, Adam Smasher, Cyclone, Hawkman, Dr. Fate. Like, you, you cool 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 concept uh don't know how much they're gonna make black adam an actual villain 
I hope a lot. I think they were saying that like they're not building up Black Adam to be a Shazam villain, but they're building him up to be like either a Wonder Woman or a Superman villain. Mm. Yeah, I was I wasn't sure if it was going to be like an anti-hero situation or because he I, I feel like he can't be a villain if it's his own movie. Um, you know? The correct term is a heel since The Rock is a wrestler. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. That was a stupid wrestling joke. I'm sorry. Listen, as long as he rock bottoms somebody in this movie, like through the fucking earth because he's Black Adam, where he gives someone the people's elbow, you know. I'm oh my gosh, the people's elbow. Yes. You know, there was like that that band in, when I was in high school, Attack Attack, and they had a song yeah. called The People's Elbow. I yes. remember. Yo, I fucking love this. Attack that first album is so it's funny. It's so good. I listened to it the other day and just had crazy nostalgia flashback oh the entire my God. time. Hell yes. Of, of like seeing that song performed at like Warp Tour. God, can you tell we really don't want to talk about this movie? I know. <laughs> yeah, we are like 30 minutes in. <laughs> I know. I'm like dreading the moment that we start listen, talking about this listen, movie. Let's just rip the fucking bandaid off. Um, But first, a message from our sponsor. Folks, do you love movies? Do you spend your days thinking about how much you love to watch them? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bring you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From bumper stickers that tell the world about your love for the 1999 classic The Mummy to stylish hats that celebrate the fine works of Nora Ephron. They even have super soft t-shirts based off the internet's favorite collective husband, Oscar Isaac. Super Yaki brings you tangible love letters to the movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping and for our listeners you can enter the code super windsor in all caps to receive 10 percent off your entire order if the spirit moves you find them at superyaki.com let's, let's watch, watch more movies. movies all right steph um just go ahead and introduce this one i'm just sitting back listening to this <laughs> all right so today on this episode we are talking about crimes of the future directed by David Cronenberg and written by David Cronenberg. This is the 1970 version, not the 2022 version that has just come out. And it is starring, I really apologize in advance if I mispronounce all of these names, but it is starring Ronald Malodzik. Malodzik. Malod, have mercy. <laughs> John Ladult, Tanya Zolti, and Paul Mulholland. Uh, it details the wanderings of Tripod, played by Melodzik. I believe his name is Adrian Tripod, which is just a great name. What a great name for a main character. <laughs> um, and he is a sometime director of a dermatological clinic called the House of Skin, who is searching for his mentor, the mad dermatologist Antoine Rouge. And Rouge has disappeared following a catastrophic plague resulting from cosmetic products, which has killed the entire population of sexually mature women. So Tripod joins a succession of organizations, including Metaphysical Import-Export and the 
Oceanic Podiatry Group and meets various individuals and groups of men who are trying to adjust themselves to a defeminized world. One man parodies childbirth by continually growing new organs which are removed from his body and eventually Tripod comes upon a group of pedophiles which is holding a five-year-old girl and they urge him to mate with her. He then senses the presence of Antoine Rouge. That's a <sighs> fucking lot to take in when you read yeah. it like that. Even like, even as I was reading it, I was like, God damn, this movie is It's ridiculous. only an hour long. It's I the know. longest hour of my life. And also, if you weren't reading that plot out, I feel like... I- I had to read the plot while I was watching the movie because I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> As I was watching it, I was like, I have to pull up like the Wikipedia. I did and, that like, too. Yep. I was like reading through it and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> oh, you guys had to pull up plot synopses? Can't relate. Oh, shut no, up. No, I'm kidding. It's because I had seen this before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I was literally watching this and I was like, am I stupid? That's how I felt too. Did you watch it on YouTube? I watched it on no, YouTube. No, I watched it on, uh, wait, where did I, no, I watched it on the Criterion channel. I think this one is included with the release of The Brood, question mark? Anyway, uh, I do, I do think you get a lot of, like, Cronenberg's, like, staples in this early work from him, um, especially, um, the guy growing organs inside himself and taking them out, like, straight up body horror shit you do get the Cronenberg trope of like, oh, a world has changed and people are viewing the human body differently. Um, I'm not sure if there's all that much subtext to it, like some of his later work or like his most beloved work. But I but I do think like even for like a very first or second feature, because this was made after stereo, you do see the pieces of Cronenberg start to come together in this film. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh-oh. I <laughs> Well, no. So I have only seen one Cronenberg movie before watching oh, this. Holy shit. So I was like, okay, maybe if I was like a huge Cronenberg fan and I'd watched a ton of his movies, I would appreciate this because I could like see the beginning of his style or like something like I feel like if I was a fan, I would watch this and I'd be like, okay, I can see like how he became who he is now. But because I hadn't seen anything, I was literally just like, this is not the movie to introduce me to Cronenberg. Like, this is not where I should begin. Yeah, I think just this whole Cronenberg month is going to be quite a journey for me because I just have no idea what I'm getting myself into. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of, when I was thinking up at the concept for this series, I was like, what's something that I can just like shove them into the deep end on the pool? Yeah, I love it. Like, I was originally going to prepare and like watch a bunch of Cronenberg movies, but I think I'm just going to go in blind. I think that's more fun. I would say that's probably the best way to do it um especially if you haven't seen it um madison uh do you have a particular history with cronenberg yeah i've seen like a good amount but i hadn't seen this one and thoughts well okay on paper the plot is super cool not the pedophilia part but like the rest of it yeah Yeah, the idea that like women couldn't reproduce anymore yeah it's like the antithesis of men you know i'm just kidding um I'm like, I'm like, when she was reading that plot synopsis, and then I'm like remembering that I saw men earlier today, I was like, oh, 
no. Yeah, I um I like the concept a lot. I love this weird, like kind of apocalyptic, but not really scenario. Um, I thought some of the like, I don't know, I was expecting more body horror. Like, uh, you know how there's a lot of foot fetish stuff? Well, at one point when he was messing with the guy's webbed toes, I was like, oh. Oh, he's about to rip those bitches apart. Like <laughs> I thought that too. I was so ready for that. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. I can't look. And then he didn't. And they were just pedophiles. Um so <laughs> like, don't worry, he's not gonna rip the toes apart. They're just pedophiles. Yeah. Um uh. honestly, uh, no trauma dumping on the pod. It was a little triggering for me. Um I can do with a lot of gore. Uh, and I was anticipating gore and I didn't get that. And instead I got subject matter. I wouldn't have particularly loved to gone into blind. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was a cool concept and I get that it's an early film, but it just felt so much like a student film. Yeah. Cause it, it kind of is. <laughs> no, I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But it, like, it felt so much like a student film. <laughs> Like a student film of a student that was not going to be a super successful director. Just a student. Yeah, and like my issue with this film is that like, first of all, I did not like this movie at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but my issue with this film is that it felt like if this wasn't produced, like if this wasn't made by David Cronenberg, this would not be First of all, this would not be a movie on the Criterion That was what channel. I was going to say. That's literally <laughs> like, what I was going to say. Yeah, like, the only reason people watch this is because it's David Cronenberg. But, like, this could have been a film made by literally anyone in film school. Like, it was just a shitty student film. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was... I did not like this at all. <laughs> I like, I don't know. I love movies that make me feel uncomfortable. Um, like, a lot. Uh for some reason, the foot fetish stuff was too much for me. <laughs> a movie can make me feel uncomfortable as long as it has like a purpose, but this just yes. felt like uncomfortable for the sake of being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm not really here for that. There could have been so much more on like the social implications of like losing all of the women like in the world and right. stuff like that and how that would affect young men um, yeah. that are not homosexual, of course. Um but it didn't. It was just like, yeah, we we be fucking and like licking toes. Uh, <laughs> and <Stop> I, right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I wanted it to be good so bad because I do like Cronenberg. Um, I love the title and I love the concept and I did not love the movie. And I was really disappointed by that. Yeah, I think the concept is really interesting. But it was it was just like the most boring interesting movie if that makes any sense at all agreed <laughs> but um yeah rain i i want to know what you think about this movie well i mean under the lens that it's like cronenberg's like first i really do stand by that you do get the roots the skeleton of cronenberg body horror in this on a base level do i enjoy the movie um not really no um it's not it's not one that I ever really desire to watch again. Like I bought it because it was I have it because it's on it's a special feature on another one of his movies. And that's how I watched it. But um, it's not one that I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood to watch Cronenberg. Am I going to throw this mo- this one on? Nah, if we weren't covering it for the pod, I probably would never have revisited this movie. It's definitely interesting. Like, do I think Cronenberg fans should watch it? 
yeah probably um also um steph i don't really know how to say this but uh shit's about to get wild with this series (laughs) um for you yeah i i don't feel like i'm i don't feel like i'm ready i also i'm very curious because i i've only seen two cronenberg movies now and i've hated both of them (laughs) what was the other one cosmopolis oh no stop wrong i'm rolling up a newspaper and like hitting you on the snout going bad (laughs) i'm like good movie actually good movie (laughs) i hated it i hated it oh that's a topic for another day but uh (laughs) i think we actually have discussed that on the bad incident episode yeah i think we did wow so do you think cronenberg was just watching twilight with kristen stewart and robert pattinson going like yeah they know how to fucking act i know like (laughs) because now she's in the new crimes of the future and i am very excited to see that like i'm very curious to see how that one plays out i've heard mixed things about it but i don't know it sounds promising yeah madison do you want to read some some what little facts there are about this movie so we could talk about that a little bit hell yeah um okay (laughs) (laughs) um interesting facts about crimes of the future the movie was shot silently because cronenberg cronenberg's 35 millimeter (laughs) camera The movie was shot silently because Cronenberg's 35mm camera made too much noise when filming. Voiceover and sound effects were added in post-production. And it's super obvious. Just so so I kept thinking my TV broke because I was like, there's no sound. (laughs) There's no sound coming out of my TV. There's so many scenes where it's just like five minutes straight of silence. And I was like, I am uncomfortable. You know when The Last Jedi came out? And AMC had to put up signs. It was like the cut in audio was on purpose. Our our projector is not broken or whatever. Yeah, that's how he felt through like half of this movie. <laughs> and I felt like I was like, is my attention span this horrible? Like I, I literally kept picking up my phone and I was like, no, I need to pay attention to this movie. It's only an hour. Yeah. But it was just like there were so many moments where I was like, God, I am bored out of my mind. And there's nothing nothing happening honestly mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. might have liked the movie more if i wasn't picking up my phone every time someone's like toes got licked um but <laughs> oh, uh, come on that's like tame cronenberg i i don't care about violence and horror i care when i watch someone's toes getting sucked i hate it listen <laughs> i cannot not, deal I'm, with it <laughs> i'm not gonna say what movie it happens in but one of the movies we are covering you get to see somebody fuck somebody else's leg wound yeah, see, but oh, that, no. like, that's horrific. That's gory. I can deal with that. I can't. I can't deal with that. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I, I fully expect a text when Steph finally sees that scene in one of these movies and goes, oh. Yeah, I can deal with someone's wound getting fucked. But I like can't. the toe licking is so real and so like it's so real. I can't do it. It's too real. It's too much. I take it you're not into toe sucking. No, it's horrifying. <laughs> and like Quentin Tarantino's foot love is almost too much for me. Once again, I do not care if someone's wound gets fucked. I care 
about toes in the mouth. And it's the fact that I had to look at the web toes almost being split. That's what really bothered me. It's like the toe, like the foot fetish stuff, like fine, whatever. I can handle that. But the, the, it was, I think it was because I knew it was Cronenberg and I was like, okay, he's like the king of body horror. So I was just like expecting yeah. Like what you said, Madison. I was like, he's literally going to rip his toes apart. And I was like, ah! Also, and I was just cringing. It might have been Ugh. the fact that it was men's feet. I'm not going to lie. There's something like yeah. about men's feet that shouldn't be seen. <laughs> would you rather watch this or would you rather watch the scene in the first Jackass where they're doing the paper cuts and the webbings of the hands <gasps> no, and toes? No, because you don't understand. I just had this conversation a couple days ago. There is something about paper cuts in movies like everything everywhere all at once where i'm like i'm gonna throw up oh, i i literally so the painful. part where he's doing it in his fingers i was like not looking at the Ooh. screen once again i can watch someone get sawed in half in a movie but the moment that something real happens like a paper cut or like a toe sucking it's i'm i'm done i can't do it any, i'm out you can like feel it you're like i know exactly. what that would feel like exactly yeah. oh i'm sick so so we're tapping out at the toe sucking in the Cronenberg series. Not a, not, not a good sign of things I to like come. I like Cronenberg. I didn't like the feet. It's different. I like I like how Steph is trying to get out of me and what movie the wound fucking happens, but it, she's not going to get it out of me. I want to know. I want to be prepared. Nope. Absolutely not. It's just it's going to happen, and I'm going to text you, and I'm going to be like, "What the fuck?" Oh yeah. It's it's what's great is that uh the wound looks like a Oh see that's not no. bad at all. Yes it is. It's a bloody wound <laughs> in the shape of a <laughs> No, it's on the back of her leg. <laughs> All I'm saying is at least it's not toes. If it was a wound shaped like toes, we'd be having a different conversation right now. <laughs> at least it's not toes. Madison's just like if it if it can happen, no thanks. <laughs> uh, I feel like I should have prefaced this uh, entire month by saying I don't really like body horror. Oh, oh no! In fact, I I strongly dislike <laughs> body horror. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have fun when we cover his first feature film, uh, which is Shivers, aka uh, Shivers was also shot under the title Orgy of the Blood Parasites. Awesome. See, I fuck with that. Cool. That's, that should be a podcast name. <laughs> She's like, I fuck with that. Our podcast is. The Windsor film orgy of the parasites. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, Are you guys ready for the second fun fact? We're only on the first fun fact. Yeah, but like there's only two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this film shares a title with Cronenberg's upcoming return to body horror, Crimes of the Future. That will release on June 3rd and star Viggo Mortensen, Kristen Stewart, and Leah Seydoux. Ooh. I love Kristen Stewart. I love Viggo Mortensen. I love my girl, Leah. I'm I love Leia. Uh, Cronenberg uh, body horror. I love... Uh... I you know what yeah I I heard there were like fifteen walkouts at Cannes for this yeah I heard that too which is crazy and like the tagline for the movie is surgery is the new sex yeah I love that so much you know in Bioshock um go on <laughs> the one doctor that's like I'm Picasso I do the plastic sir I love that shit and I don't think he talked like that but go on. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not his accent, but I'm a Picasso. I'm I'm making the pizza. <laughs> Um, hey, I'm walking here. I love surgery <laughs> horror. No, I do too, actually. I could get behind that. <gasps> Can we do an episode on human centipede? No. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's awful, and I don't think it's underrated, but I would love to do it in like a... We could do it like in a marathon episode <gasps> where we just do like five different movies in quick succession. I love it. Can we Photoshop ourselves in the human centipede? No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please don't edit that out because the I Windsor think that's really... Ew. <laughs> okay. Where... Okay, what position? Who, who's in what position? I'm in front. I'm in front. I don't want to be. <laughs> oh no! no. Someone's eating your ass. <laughs> oh wait! I don't like it anymore. <laughs> She's like, oh wait, go back, go back. She's sitting the go back button. I'm I want to be in the middle. No, no, you can't. You can't get away with that. A two-person centipede doesn't work. It does. There's a front and a back. You're like a pony. Like at a birthday party when the guys are in the costume, the pony. Do you think that's what they're doing under there? <gasps> oh my god, they're human centipeding. You're so right. No, they're eating ass. That's what human centipeding is, Raina. No, no, no there's more me. to it than that. Oh my god, please don't tell me that Like when you do ass eating. ATM, you can just use ATM. It's fine. Oh no, are you an ATM person? No, I don't even like toes. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> Now putting a toe in the ATM, hmm, possibility. A toe in the butt? I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. oh that's some weird Cronenberg shit. I see. Can you imagine like a two girls, one cup human centipede collab? Will you stop? You're on. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? This escalate. Oh my god! And this is for a movie we don't like. So imagine a movie we do like. How much I'm so this sorry, is going to escalate? I I took my Ritalin really late and went coffee with coffee today. So I'm I'm kind of on one. <laughs> oh no! I was just saying I'm excited because there's a scene in the new crimes of the future where it looks like Kristen Stewart is like I fucking herself. Oh thank God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, All right. Yeah, from the trailer I'm like I'm like I'm just going to get back on topic and act like none of this tangent ever happened. Um more like Kristen do hurt. Almost. <laughs> The silence that followed. Uh, Leah, say, do your mom. Mm, say don't. <laughs> hey, say, don't do that. I'm sorry, guys. I can't breathe. I'm laughing like far too much this episode. I laughed so hard that I farted. What? <laughs> she farted. <laughs> This is my favorite episode ever. By the way, uh, the movie is Crash. You know how there's that Crash movie that like every millennial liked? And then there was that other Crash movie, how they like got off by car crashes. It's that one. Sick. Steph's like, there's a movie where people get off to car crashes? No, I've heard of this. It's a documentary about me. Oh, no. (laughs) I was literally about to say it's about people who can't come unless they're in a car wreck. My Lexapro be like. (laughs) (laughs) 
sorry. My brother listens to this podcast. I'm going to throw off. So getting back to the topic, we will have an episode on the 2022 Crimes of the Future. And that will run at the end of June. For those of you that didn't see the social post, though, we did announce every movie we're covering. Uh, Does somebody want to bring up that list and announce it here on the pod? Can I do it? By all means. Here's the films we will be covering this June. Crimes of the Future 1970. You're listening to it right now. Dead Ringers, Shivers, Crash, Existence, Maps of the Stars, and Crimes of the Future 2022. That's That's a pretty wild slate. Not gonna lie, especially for someone who hasn't really seen any Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready, but bring it on. Let's just say I fully almost expect you to tap out at some point, but keep going. <laughs> Great. Like I know there's gonna be one where you're like, oh, I really wanna fucking tap out, but I gotta keep going. I mean, it's fine, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm uh, definitely gonna be very drunk for all of these Me too. experiences so i would like to say i like that the pedophiles were punished by death mm, yes death and disease they deserved it um i'd also like to say in honor of pride month i'm proud that i didn't like this movie <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so no queer subtext in this movie at all. Yeah, I don't think we should equate queer subtext to pedophilia. Don't think no. that's a good choice. Absolutely, absolutely no. none in this movie. No, they were gay. They Like, guys were kissing and stuff. Yeah. They were kissing and licking toes. They were gay. They were just some of them that weren't gay they were pedophiles so you know so with the 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 takeaway if you're not gay you're a pedophile exactly no that is not the takeaway <laughs> well, in at a culture all. with no women that kind of is the takeaway in, yeah? in a culture with no women the gay man is king Anyway, I think that about wraps that yeah. up. Um, I'm, I'm calling it on this one. We're getting a bit too, too rowdy, although I love it. Um, Steph, you got anything you got to promote this week or where people can find you on socials? Um, Yeah, you can find me at Steph Koza on all the socials or Steph Koza versus the movies on YouTube. Um, I have a couple things in the works right now. Uh, Assassination Nation. Should be coming out this week. And The Wilds Season 2. I have a video coming out for that. Oh, nice. Uh, Madison, what you got going on? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Letterboxd at Maddie underscore Amadala. I also have a podcast that's focused on um, highlighting the women in the Star Wars fandom. It's called Night Sisters Podcast. You can find that anywhere you watch podcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at watch podcasts, listen to podcasts um, on Twitter and Instagram at Night Sisters Pod. Right on. And you're going to be reporting live from a yes. Star Wars celebration next week, right? And I will be reporting live. Um, yeah, I'm going to interview a bunch of women at celebration just about their experiences in the fandom and what they do um and i'm gonna make a little video with all of their experiences i'm really excited so that's so cool uh you can find me at jfc doomblade i don't have much in the works right now i just got laid off from my job at netflix so yeah just follow me there for updates i guess um as always you can follow the pod at windsor film club And yeah, we'll be back next week with Dead Ringers with a surprise guest. Should be a good time. 
please be sure to listen to us on Apple and Spotify. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, you know, do that thing. I think that wraps that up. Week one of Cronenberg Month is in the back. 